2: from grandmothers who whispered in their baby girl ear to fathers on dimly lit street corners instructing young soldiers to always keep their eyes open. You be queen, you were fired. You were passed through centuries on the hands of your daughters, they called you wisdom. Proverbs, on the backs of diamond eyed school children who grew into hymnals recited by amethyst-holding urban philosophers who recited neighborhood commandments out of the windows of restored El Camino chariots to keep the warmth in their blood. Be wise. Be smart. Be black opal, brown quartz, bloodstone, and prayer. Be every form of gem. See, king told scribe, scribe told son, son told wife, Wife told her daughter and daughter told the ancestors and the ancestors told me that you would come to give wisdom to thousands. They said you would come dropping gems. Yeah.
5: Hey, it's Debbie. Welcome to the Dropping Gems podcast, our safe place to land for self-discovery and applying higher consciousness to our day-to-day life in real time, work in our process. That is what we do here. And I'm so excited to have you in this space and to have this conversation today. So a couple of weeks ago, if you were on the internet, uh, if you're in the Instagram and TikTok or Twitter streets, you might've seen my face more than normal. Uh, I I I had a clip that went pretty viral that was all about boundaries. You may have heard this. I'm not available for anything that is not mutually beneficial. Mm
6: -hmm.
5: Like nothing. Like not in work, not in home, not in friendship. Mm -hmm. So for me, I don't think I'm ever pouring for an empty cup because I say no all the Mm -hmm. time i say no all the time you know and i'm also not going to be moved by someone using tactics on me Mm -hmm. that are usually coping mechanisms like guilt or people pleasing or like let me ask you a few different ways i'm not available for that Mm -hmm. i'm not judging you because that's the tools that you're pulling from Mm -hmm. but it's still no and so be okay with that or not but it's okay for me Mm -hmm. So when that happened a few weeks ago, it ended up getting millions of views, um, so many shares, so many duets, which was really fun to watch. (laughs) But it also kind of caught me by surprise. That was a clip that was a piece of a, a bigger and beautiful conversation that I had with my sister, Angela Rye, at an incredible event put on by Black Love, the You Retreat And that clip really highlighted part of the conversation that we were in about boundaries and being able to set boundaries that really honor us and honor the way that we live our lives and the things that we want to do for ourselves and what was kind of cool is that, you know, there's yin and yang and everything. So there's always going to be duality in all of our experiences. There's always going to be a little bit of light, a little bit of dark, a little bit of connection, a little bit of distance. You know, the, the opposites are always showing themselves and all the things. And that was no different with this clip. And so in this clip, I saw on one side a tremendous response of women really feeling that this was a call to action for themselves, to release that false programming of martyrdom, to release that false programming of, you know, laying yourself on the sword instead of just us using our words and creating boundaries and creating the way in which we want to be experienced and experience. And then on the other side of it, there were a lot of people that were triggered by it. And I noticed that that clip brought up to really specific things. Uh, on one end, I think for people that perhaps their trauma influenced them to be more in manipulative patterning, um, more emotional repressed and unregulated patterning, I saw that there was some anger at that clip, that that was interpreted as selfishness, or it was interpreted as, you know, an againstness to what maybe someone wanted another person to do for them. And then I also noticed that for those that maybe are not used to using their voices yet, that clip felt triggering and it felt scary. And it felt like this goes against everything I've trained myself to believe on how I can act on how I can be in my giving and my love and my service. And so... You know, no one is right or wrong, but I found all of it really, really interesting. So grateful for the dialogue that it enabled for people and uh, for those that really connected with it as a way to grow and transform. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for you. Learning boundaries is the greatest gift I have ever given myself, and I can say it with that much strength and that much intention. Because I really earned the ability to choose myself. I earned the ability to stop betraying myself. And it was really hard work to get there. And I think sometimes when we see people in their strength, perhaps that part isn't spoken to enough. You know, we're all born with it. We're all born whole. We're all born enough. We're all born really connected to our dharma and our deepest truth and our power and our gifts. And then circumstances and experience can sometimes strip us of those things. And it takes us very often our whole lives to get back, to get back to our innate goodness, our innate specialness, our innate majesty and sovereignty. But I'm there now and I'm so happy to be there. And so I'll continue to say things like that and probably many more things. (laughs) So let's get into the meat of this episode. Well, as I was sharing with you a little while ago, there was this incredible event put on by Cody Elaine Oliver, the creator of Black Love. And I know so many of us have been so inspired and so loving the powerful content that Black Love has been putting out over the last few years from their show on OWN to their wildly popular Instagram page to their app, the Black Love app. Yes, they have an app. So the audio you're hearing today is actually a video that you can watch the full conversation and many others from this day on their app, Black Love in the iOS store. And this was the You Retreat. So the U retreat was this really incredible event that was thrown in LA, and my sis Angela and I did a talk at that event specifically around sisterhood, specifically around showing up in powerful adult friendships. You know there there are so many things that we didn't get a guidebook on. We didn't get a guidebook from society, which very often gaslights us for its own capitalistic gains. Um, And very often for some of us, we didn't get a guidebook from our families on how to have and grow and create meaningful relationships, how to have relationships that are not codependent, that are us and our power and our strengths and our expansive love um, and how to have supportive and authentic, authentic, authentic relationships with one another. And so that's what she and I talked about. Angela and I are... We have such a beautiful soul connection. And something I love about our friendship is that we have the space to be our full selves. And even on the days that we aren't perfect, which is all the days because we're all just human, we have a lot of grace for each other and we have conversations around things. And, you know, knowing one another has been a big expander for both of us. It's been a big gift to both of us. And so we talk about that in this episode. And we shared that at the retreat and it was so beautiful tapping into that authentic power and that self-care in that way. So this event was designed and curated by Black Love to uplift ourselves while uplifting our sisters with the theme of sisterhood. So these You Retreat conversations are going to help you in your healing, uh, really getting into high gear and jumpstart your journey to peace, to clarity, to the deepest part of you. And it really, you know, it really reminded me of that meme that that we've seen over the last few years about, you know, queens fixing each other's crowns. So that is this conversation. And I want to say huge thank you to Cody, Elaine, Oliver for connecting us at this event, for inviting us to hold this space uh, and for then sharing this audio and allowing me to share it with you. It's a really powerful conversation. And again, you can watch it on video on the Black Love app. They're also going to have these available as a four-part podcast series in their audio space. Uh and the You Retreat. If you get a chance to go next year, highly, 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 highly recommend. So without further ado, this is the conversation between my sister, Queen Angela Rye and myself, talking about self-care, talking about sisterhood, talking about friendship at the Black Love You Retreat.
6: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you Thank have, you, you know. have a side. You have what a side.
5: Have
3: Whatever side you feel okay. energetically charged. The by.
5: energy feels good here. Okay.
3: <laughs> good.
5: Hi, everybody. Hi. Good
3: afternoon. Hi. Y'all sound nice and happy with those masks on. Huh? Smiling <laughs> eyes. I see smiling eyes. <laughs> I am um, so pleased to share this
5: stage <gasps> with you today, sis. I know. I, I'm so excited to be here with you in this way, because something that, that Angela and I were actually talking about just now is a thing that is not shown enough, especially in communities of color, is the joy and the ease within which we experience our friendships and ourselves. You know, And I think so often when womanhood, when friendship is shown in the media on television, especially in the way our last 10 years of television have looked, it's all about betrayal. It's all about all of the ways that we silently and in big ways betray ourselves and betray other people or the ways that you actually can't be safe with another person because information is used against you or someone is dissecting you every way that friendship is often shown even on social media it's about quantifying mm-hmm. something it's about oh I'm in a picture with this person and so I want your perception to be of me and my friendships that were like this and you know even the way that we've all been taking photos on social media over the last really five to ten years of, of the looks of like okay we're having a good time no right like is. all the photos that we do like that like right? y'all don't want to see my duck
3: face it is so wrong <laughs> It is not blessed. <laughs> Every everything <laughs> about you is. Thank you, Santa. Yeah. But one you thing know, so. you said upstairs too though, and mm-hmm. I think this is a good, I know y'all have been around each other a little while today, but um Debbie said we were, I was like, we don't really need these prompts. She was like, No, I want to tell you why I love you. And I was like, Oh, so I do want us to do that, but before we tell each other in front of y'all why we love each other, I do want you to turn to your sister, mm-hmm. to Kira. Uh, I want you to turn to your sister and say, I love you because and give them a reason. Mm. And
5: if it's someone that you don't know, maybe share a beautiful compliment.
6: Girl, they already
5: started talking.
6: They loved
3: each other all (laughs) day.
5: We're good. Look, look at her. She
3: turned all the way around. It's a 180 right here. I love that. I love that. I love
6: that. (laughs) Okay, y'all, come back because Debbie got to leave. So come back.
3: Come back. Come back. Come back. back. We feel the love. Debbie got to leave and you're going to not feel (laughs)
6: the
3: (laughs) love. Hey, sisters. You coming back? No, that's good. I said she did a 180. She got something to say. That's good. Debbie, I love you because um, from the first moment I met you from Leonard. Leonard is Charlemagne from The Breakfast Club, and we share him as a brother. I don't know if you're laughing because you think he's hilarious, but he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and, um, but from the first moment, it, it always felt like you were my sister, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like the it wasn't the first moment with Lenar, but it probably took a week, you know. And you've always been so consistent and deeply concerned about our well-being. Mm-hmm. And so even today, you know, coming in, you like, you good? And I'm like, yeah, it's been a hectic morning from the airport, but I'm like, I gotta be good because we get to share this space together. And that is sometimes rare. You don't always get to have this, especially in the yeah. middle of a pandemic, y'all. We're losing each other. And not only have you been physically well and here and a, a presence in my life, the fact that we could get so much closer in a pandemic yeah. when people are socially distant. I'm so grateful for that.
5: Mm. So I love you dearly. Mm. Oh, Thank you, girl. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we actually got set up our friendship. <laughs> we had a blind date almost. Yeah. Um, and our mutual brother, Leonard. he was just like, you got like. And it had been for a long time mm-hmm. too, but we just had never, we all were living in different places. But he's just like, no, you guys, like you guys will love each other. Mm-hmm. And then when we finally got together, it was like, oh, it's a wrap. Oh, we go together. Like it's, <laughs> it's a wrap. Um, this is who Lenar calls Tupac Chopra, by the way. <laughs> so be clear. He knows a couple versions of it, but
6: uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> thanks to Namaste, which y'all know about that.
5: <laughs> but you know what I love about you? Like you are. To me, you are like a gentle warrior. You know, you're somebody that is in the world fighting on our behalf all the time. And I think what people, when you're someone who's as beautiful as you, as eloquent as you, as educated as you, it screams ease because you're a mastery. But I think most people don't understand The depth of the heaviness, like how much energetically that actually takes to fight in that way Mm. for a global population Mm. and to fight with people that are literally trying to take rights from other human beings, you know, like, it's not just like, I got, yes, it's the drama. It's like, no, you are like doing God's work on Mm. in service and on behalf of people. And then in that same vein, you still manage to be so deeply present and caring and loving to the people closest in your life, farthest in your life. I don't ever see you not doing for people or not thinking, you know what, can we send that to this? Can we do, you know, it's like you, you just have this gorgeous way of being so strong and so soft at the same time. And I really see that in you. And I love that about you so much. Thank you, sis mirror she you can't be hard around debbie
3: like it's, it's gonna melt i'm sure y'all are sitting here right now that love that you were able to spread to your sister is because she oozes that like she walked down you're like you know what i don't feel like i want to fight nobody
5: anymore. <laughs> you know so thank Other you yeah no. but you know and i think the thing too that i would love to speak to today with everyone is like some and i know so many people in this audience we just saw it like you have rich deep relationship with self, relationship with others, or your heart is open and expanded to be in a space of calling that in and and meeting your needs in all the ways that you need to. And I think in this moment in time, we get to completely, there is so much freedom available to us Mm. and how we can be. And the pandemic was such a divine reset for that. And not to say it wasn't challenging. I think all of us walked away with stories and new layers of ourselves, new rawness, you know? Mm But in that, in the coming out of that, we actually got stripped of so much performance. Yeah. You know, we got stripped of so many of the ways that we were actually people pleasing, overexerting ourselves, not tending to self. Mm -hmm. And we get to come in now and completely redevelop and redefine how we want to occupy space in the world, but how we, how we want to occupy space with our friends. And that Mm -hmm. grouping got smaller, which is a great thing. It's Mm -hmm. not, it's not necessarily something we have to sit and grieve. It's the natural flow of life. And Instagram and following people. Mm -hmm. You follow people you met once 10 years ago and now you're plugged into their life 24 seven. It's okay to say I need to move back and become more with a little less. Mm -hmm. You know, Debbie is um,
3: a great teacher. She is younger than me, but she has the wisdom of like Methuselah. Y'all know Methuselah (laughs) in the Bible? Yeah. About 900 years old on the inside. And so, um, <laughs> you know, one of the things that I was thinking about right now, even as you were talking about the overexertion that we kind of shed um, as a result of being in quarantine is um, one of the questions that I would get asked at like almost every college speech is, what do you do for self-care? Mm. And it's that started that question started feeling performative, like they're saying it because they know they should. because They saw a, a right. Twitter thread about it. But like with you, it's not self-care is not like, oh, you went to the mandarin or to the Waldorf to get a massage. Like, I really want you to tell folks about mm-hmm. some of the things you do for self-care. Some of the things where you were like, you're exhausted. You have nothing left to give. Let me tell you what you need to do. <laughs> and I, cause I think that's an important part too. Yeah. Like we have to have friends who are willing to coach us where we're deficient or where we have blind spots. That's so important. Mm-hmm. The mirror isn't always exact. Sometimes it's like, oh sis, I see something. You yeah. know, like when you're from you're like, oh, you got something in your teeth, right? It's like, oh, you have a whole, <laughs> a whole area where you're, you can't give anything else because there's nothing left.
5: Yeah. And to go deeper in our friendship and to go deeper in ourselves, like you have to be willing to be, what was that you get? You said such a beautiful quote earlier when we were talking about being naked. Naked and not ashamed. Yes. Like in the Bible. In the Bible, like being naked and not ashamed. Well. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Being naked and not ashamed with each other. You know, it's like, and I think that's a great place of inquisition to be in. If we feel like our friends maybe aren't showing up for us enough. Or if we feel like, why haven't I found my tribe? Why am I not having a relationship in the way that I'm seeing other people have it? Mm -hmm. It's also, well, how open is your heart? Yeah, How many expectations are being thrust onto someone else that we haven't necessarily looked at? Well, am I even meeting that need? Mm -hmm. And then also like how... How willing to be exposed are you? Mm -hmm. How willing to be your full self and be witnessed by another are you? Mm -hmm. You know? And so it's like being able to be in that, being able to be tools of refinement, you know? I think something with us is like early in our friendship, we all have different styles of being because we all have different experiences. And so it's like, I may be fast in one way, you may be slow in one way, you may be super fast in one way I may be slower in the other and so being open enough to say oh well this is how I make plans Mm -hmm. how do you make plans Mm -hmm. how what kind of notice do you need or what kind of you know and just being able to say girl I want to be able to see you every chance I can get but I have a child Mm -hmm. so I cannot do anything on the fly and I need to make sure this and then it's just oh okay got it she is very organized I'm very nice (laughs)
0: So let's just be
3: clear. The way that it normally goes down is Debbie's way. And it's not that's not shade. It's just it's so funny because it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Right. And I'm like, I'm out here like, girl, what you doing in 15 minutes? Although we did do we did do a new moon um thing that was yes. I was like, I th- she told me earlier in the day, she was like, you need to come over. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm tired. I'm I'm just tell you all all my businesses. We were just talking about naked and not ashamed. I just had a hemorrhoidectomy. How about that? I am 41 years old. That is such a 78-year-old thing to say. But that is literally what happens. I was like, my butt hurts. I'm not going over there. And then like two hours later, I was like, I do think I need to go over there. So Debbie has like, you know, this whole thing. And and it's just like, it normally is her way. And it's not like domineering. You know, Black women especially, we have a way of getting things done. You'll find yourself doing Debbie's way and you didn't even know it. Like, she she just sneak away. You're like, you know what? We're doing this exactly how she wanted it to be. But that's okay. Now I'm I stay again,
5: <laughs> but it's also the flow of seasons, right? Yeah. Like I'm in a season where I have a toddler child, so my life, you know, him. I'm my focus is keeping him alive, and That's then he gets twin. to an age where he can feed himself, and you know, but it's like even surrendering to the flow of yeah. what season is our friendship in. She needs a little more help and time in this way. Mm-hmm. Cool. This season it'll be her way. Next season, <laughs> maybe.
3: I'm telling y'all, she's the organized one. It's really not shade. It's like thank God for the friends among us who keep everything together, like superwoman over here
5: but let well speaking of superwoman Mm -hmm. and your schedule you know it's like you're somebody that is doing so much deep work in the world and like last night you were in new york this morning you are here and you're in this room you know why what did you tell me
3: about this session
1: what did i tell you she don't remember
5: let me tell y'all so debbie
3: was like we're We're doing this (laughs) we're doing this Which is and she was like, we get to talk about our friendship. We're doing this. I was like, we're doing this. Check the text history. I don't think <laughs> it went like this way. Like,
5: <laughs> I, I it wasn't bad. I don't really think it like the way that I'm being
3: portrayed. No, enough. I'm sorry. I really do. I mean it positively because I'm the person that'll be like, we have to do such and such and so. And it it sounds domineering. I wish I could do it. This like embody this. You all. This is how we're going to be in flow today. And when you get off this plane, I need you to flow into this session that we're. going. It's not bad. I know.
1: Change the drive into work in traffic so
0: slow connect the dishes to voices that glow thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio connect the stories change your perspective connecting changes everything at I'm
2: preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step and you don't know what it is yet you need God to show you your next step
4: start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Let's talk about self-care. Yes. So with your schedule, you know, it's like something that I thought was so beautiful to come to know about you early in our friendship was how Diligent, your soul care is. You know, you have deep practice with yourself. You are somebody that is so deeply embodied and you have use of so many tools. And I think because so much of your career is really about the warrior and it really is mm-hmm. about like the legality of things it's about politics you don't get to share as much those other facets that are really prominent features of who you are mm-hmm. but I remember like the first time I went to your house you got a whole temple <laughs> you got a whole you know you have a whole area that is like your church it is your restoration place it is deeply spiritual and beautiful mm-hmm. and so I would I would love for you to share like what is your self-care like how do you pour into you especially when you're coming off of one of those things where you're going toe to told us someone about human rights, yeah. you know?
3: Well, thankfully, I don't have to do that kind of battle as much anymore. Like my CNN contract ended in January. And as hard as that was for me, because it was so entrenched in my identity, it was one of the most freeing things that could have happened. And I really don't know if you realize how much your own practices have shaped Mine. I mm-hmm. ask her questions about everything. Mm-hmm. And so that I really want to make sure you understand that and how important that's been to me and how blessed I am to be able to have access to you. Now please do not have your eyes watering. You go, baby. <laughs> um, but really, she's Thank Debbie you. is you're such a very special soul. And I feel so blessed that you have opened up your home and your heart to me in the ways that you have, because you don't have to. Um I've been on like a long journey. I have a holistic therapist named Yadi, um, who I can't wait for the two of them to meet too, because I know that's going to be a divine connection as well. But Yadi was telling me, Two sessions ago, she said, do you remember when you would tell me you didn't have an hour to give yourself every day? Mm. And I was like, no, of course I don't remember. That <laughs> what do you mean? But she was saying that I would be, you know, so in my work, you know, 15 hour days, yeah. fully depleted. Naja you knows we would be on the road and I'm like, I don't, maybe we have time to do our mindfulness cards. We would pull a card and like read and try to reset. It was hard. You know, it was really hard. I think being in LA, being around you, talking to Lenard. Um, having Yadi, like written my best friend, Leonetta, like having folks who are just there to model, even when I won't listen, mm-hmm. is that seed that gets planted in there. At some point you're like, you know what? I actually do feel a lot better. Queen Afua. I don't know if you all are mm-hmm. familiar with her, like really being yeah. like, you know what? I do need to reset and do some things and you'll bring things up. I'm like, man, I never
5: considered that. I love And thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying everything that you said, um, That's what I think is so important about how we treat self-care. Like right now, Mm -hmm. the wellness industry, it's, it's very Mm -hmm. on trend. Like it's for the first time really having the moment in, in the yeah. sun that it should, right? Mm-hmm. Like caring about ourselves should not be something that is just coming to the mainstream in this way. There's something called nap ministry now, right? Yes, yeah. So nap
3: ministry. And Rest, before people like, yeah. nap? What do you mean? Right. right like,
0: you sleep when you're dead. and <laughs> just hustle. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. Actually said in the
5: community,
3: right? Yes. I used yeah. to say that. Ooh. I used to
5: be like, oh yeah, I worked 18 hours yesterday. Look mm-hmm. at me. And it's, I would never now. Yeah. What? I would never do that to myself. Wow. But you know, I think what's as we're evolving in this understanding because we're actually giving ourselves permission to Mm -hmm. care about ourselves fully and to pour into ourselves without this whole path of forced resilience that Mm -hmm. we were all on. We were in this wheel of resilience and this wheel of Mm self-denial and didn't realize it because we were all programmed to be martyrs since human inception. You know, the role of the woman, we were subjugated to this idea of martyrdom Mm -hmm. and that anything for us, anything that was not nurturance, for another was selfish, you know? And so now we're understanding that our needs deserve to be met. They can be met. But it's also important to find like a self-care that you can actually deeply, regularly honor yourself with. And that's not, you know, it's like, yeah, on Instagram, it's like, oh, I went to the spa today and I cool, if that feels nourishing to you, do that. You know, especially if there is a fear of prosperity or a fear of abundance, then lean into gifting those things to yourself. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, self-care is me spending two hours every day once my son goes to sleep, prioritizing myself, which means what matters more to me, binge watching something or pouring into my body, mind and soul because I know I really need that and I'm not functioning Mm -hmm. at the level I deserve to if I don't okay so mindless tv let me put it off and let me not do that on most nights you know and then i turn on like a beautiful music that doesn't have songs i'm super familiar with because it's really important to like Sing along to your favorite songs to to bring in joy, but put on music that you don't have memories tied to, so you can be in that space of meditation. So you can allow God to come into your life and speak to you. If we're too busy singing along to something, or if we're too busy having every memory of, oh my God, I was with my girl and I did this, or oh that guy, like you know, it's like, <laughs> or oh this was when I was in ninth grade and. It's so beautiful to reflect like that, but not in the midst of some of your deeper self care, because you need the freedom to be who you're becoming, mm-hmm. and not tied to all of those thoughts of the past, those memories. So, like setting, I, I call it creating a container for yourself. So, creating a sacred container around your experience. I set my container with music. I personally love Selection, which is on Apple Radio. It's amazing. She has the best playlist ever. I do. Yeah,
3: it's good.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, (laughs) but I put on selection and I say, until this mix ends, it's me time. Mm -hmm. I buy things that honor my body. Like I, I'm someone that really likes to dig into, like I do, um, gasha a lot on my face or I get like on Amazon, they have these trigger point tools, little wooden tools, 599. But this is ancient work and something that has worked for ages will always work, yeah. you know? And so you think, I look like, what did ancient masters do in, you know, what did, what did they do in Chinese medicine? What did they do in Egypt? What were the tools and the rituals? Mm-hmm. Because those are still the ones that unlock us and bring us closer to God now, closer to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't need a middleman. It's cool to do luxury. I, i be at the retreats, everything. I want everyone to come. Mm-hmm. It's necessary, but you can also do all of this for you just by saying I'm going to be with me. I'm going to take this time with me. So I set that container. I might take a really like hot, hot, hot bath instead of a scoop of the Epsom salts. Like they show us those little baby containers that they sell at the store. She don't do that. Go to Amazon. (laughs) They have huge bags for way less money. And I use two giant full-size bags for each bath suck out the impurity cleanse your energy cleanse she your aura cleanse this. your spirit it's good I literally got you I had a big old There's bag a, and it was like 10 pounds me a grocery bag of stuff and she was yes you have a whole of bag that? Of
6: that. yes salt lavender essential
5: and use the entire bag of it use two of those bags you know and maybe don't do that every day but like once a week gift that to yourself say this is a 15 dollar bath you know yeah. And I handed you that bag and it mm-hmm. was like 10 pounds. It was like, was all like you're doing this boat. tonight and tomorrow. And you looked at the bag and I was like, oh no, all of this is for one bath. Yeah, This is going in one bath, mm-hmm. you know? And then I like to pray over the water before I get mm-hmm. in it. It's about reclaiming your sacredness, mm-hmm. your holiness. It's about treating yourself as something sacred because you are. And so when I put everything in the bath and I close my eyes and I just say, this water, God, allow it to recharge me, allow it to fill me, allow it to soften my heart, allow it to pull off the impurities of my day, allow it to bless me, to bring me closer to you, you know, then you get in the water and then you just let it take you over and and play the music If you're into plant medicine, smoke something. If you're into wine, pour a glass, have water, whatever is your personal recipe Mm -hmm. for how you become most alive or go in most deep. You know, I'm what I'm telling you right now is going to be your baseline. Then you add all your energetic seasoning on top of it of what you know to be the tools that work for you. Take a bath, you know, Mm -hmm. then when you get out of the bath, I like to really spend time, even things that feel so small, um, that we speed through like lotioning our bodies. Like, you know how like, um. You, we make our own hair care products at home. You know, like you might create like a refresher (laughs) spray. Like I have my little bottle that I'm going to spray later, refresh my curls. Well, in that bottle, I also put drops of frankincense. I put drops of anointing oil. I, you know, I send energy to the bottle and and it creates a completely different experience and just, okay, let me do my hair. It's like, no, let me anoint my crown. Mm -hmm. Let me expand my crown. Let me open myself to all the pure potentiality of this moment to the best possible outcomes to the highest level of abundance to God? What are all the ways that I can be in service to that? So there are so many small ritualistic ways that change everything about how we feel about ourselves and our lives. And it really takes so much less thought, less time and less money than we imagine. We just have to be intentional of What do I want to cultivate in me? Mm -hmm. What are some qualities I want to bring forward in my life? What do I feel with no judgment that I just don't have enough of right now? Mm -hmm. Is it ease? Is it grace? Do I feel like maybe I'm getting too upset or too attached to outcomes? Mm -hmm. So then it's being intentional about saying, I am investing this time in myself. I am calling in ease and grace into my life. It is speaking over yourself. With sacredness, and then giving yourself to the practice of allowing that to become real. She dope, right? Yes. <laughs> She's dope, yes. right? So
3: how important, um Debbie, with all the practices, and I know y'all just learned something different about self-care, you like that is a kind of a different definition, and it feels more accessible, which is so important right now, because yeah. there are a lot of tools that we both have access to that aren't that cheap. Yes. But how important is it to you in addition to what you do at home for yourself, um, the other uh, resources and tools you have access to, your friendships, sisterhood, Mm -hmm. how important is that to your overall practices and rituals and
5: self-care? I think authentic sisterhood is just absolutely irreplaceable in my life. But I want to say, like, when I say authentic sisterhood, I don't mean having friends is essential to my life because truly it is not like I'm a self oiled machine. You know, I, I am deeply inside of myself, but when it's authentic, Mm -hmm. when we are naked in front of each other, when we are not performing, you know, something I'm very clear about in my life and in my friendships, I don't want to perform for anyone ever. I don't want to feel like, yeah, okay. Like, no, no, I need to be my full grounded yeah. self in every moment. That's I need good. to be able to be received as that. Mm-hmm. And I also don't want to be an audience for anybody. Mm-hmm. So I can't really carve out time for friendship with, I can still love the people, but I can't leak my energy or give my time mm-hmm. in a way that is required of me just witnessing a performance, mm-hmm. witnessing someone not being their full selves. Yeah, I can send mm-hmm. love to it, I can be in non-judgment of it, but I can't give my time to it. So authentic friendship, the kind that refills you, like when you and I get together and it's just like we're on the couch, like, okay, so did it, you know, or just like, Mm -hmm. let's go soak in the sun for a second. Mm -hmm. You know, that is invaluable.
3: Yeah. One of the things that I have struggled with in our friendship that I told her and I want you all to know is um, I'm normally the person that is giving this porn, And it's overgiving. I can definitely acknowledge that too. So I've texted Debbie and I'm like, Debbie, I need to do something for you. You pour, Like she's poured so much. This room right now, I know you guys are like, there's an overflowing, you know, that like people pay a lot of money to get like, oh, I just had a self-care workshop basically in five minutes, right? You just learned a lot. And so you feel like I want to just reciprocate. I want to give back. And Debbie's like, don't worry, your time is coming. <laughs> You know, but it's it's a beautiful thing because you are such a giver and it it doesn't feel like um, you tapped out as a result of it. Yeah. How do you ensure mm. that part? Right. Is it is it because you know that you take time to fill up so you're not pouring out of an empty vessel, which is the thing that really makes us feel depleted? Yeah. Is it something else? How do you ensure that there is reciprocity in your relationships and you're mm. not just being, you know,
5: drained of all of that beautiful energy? Thank you for that question because I think the way I experience it now is I'm not available for anything that is not mutually beneficial. Mm
6: -hmm.
5: Like nothing. Like not in work, not in home, not in friendship. Mm -hmm. So for me, I don't think I'm ever pouring for an empty cup because I say no all the Mm -hmm. time. I say no all the time, you know, and I'm also not going to be moved by someone using tactics on me Mm -hmm. that are usually coping mechanisms like guilt or people pleasing or like, let me ask you a few different ways. I'm not available for that. Mm -hmm. I'm not judging you because that's the tools that you're pulling from, Mm -hmm. but it's still no. And so be okay with that or not, but it's okay for me, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think, I just, as a whole, you know, what you're speaking to is so, it's so interesting to hear you say it. And it's so funny when you text that to me or said that to me, because I'm like, your energy is enough. Mm. Your being is enough. There's not a doing that you have to do for me. I'm sure I'm going to need something, you know, many things over our lifelong friendship that we'll have, you know, but this idea that it has to be, okay, you did this for me. Let me do this for you. That's not full reciprocity. That—that That is an exchange. It's a transaction. But reciprocity wow. is like, we have our hearts open to each other, mm-hmm. you know, and I know that when I need you, you're there and vice versa. And this may be the season that you need to learn to receive. <sighs> Ciao because so many of us as women are turned off to receptive flow yeah you know it is this idea of even even what you said part of that is a coping mechanism this Mm -hmm. idea of can I trust that it's this safe for me no let me give back let me earn it let me do this like we have all been brainwashed to think that we have to earn love that we have to earn kindness that we have to earn respect and it's like Or that we have to perform, you know, to get something back, or we have to do and give. And Mm -hmm. learning receptivity, like it's part of the path of divine femininity. Yeah. Like coming into your majesty, like coming into your sovereignty, Mm -hmm. your radiance. And you attract that because of how worthy you are. Like you attract that in people, and you overgive so often. Like you but give. Didn't, you
3: know the other thing though. Like I think, mm. um, and I don't know if you all have this for your your friends, whether they have online presence or not. But I also feel very protective of you. Mm. So I don't know that all. I know that I have an overgiving problem. So let me acknowledge that again. It's not a problem. But yes, it is. But. I'm like, I don't, I I don't want you to be tapped out from
5: the people who love you and are here to kind of help. I don't. Okay. Yeah, I'm not tapped out. Because again, I don't take, I don't take on anything unless I actually want to. How do you say no? I feel called to it. Nicely. (laughs) I don't say it nicely. Yeah, it's and I think that's so important for us to know. Mm-hmm. I don't have to frame because even that's manipulation, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's me manipulating because I'm trying to still get you to perceive me in such a way, even when I'm doing something. You know, when I'm telling you no to something. Yeah, and it's just I can't.
3: I feel like her no sounds so much nicer than mine. <laughs> so I was really trying to get another gym, like
5: <laughs> Debbie. What's the well? Yeah. You know, what too. It's it's. I also don't have the expectation That I'm going to take on any energy because of what you said. My answer is no. If you're okay with that, wonderful for the both of us. If you're not okay with that, I'm also not judging you for not being okay with that. I'm not mad at you. I'm not feeling triggered because you're mad I'm not doing something for you. It's still no. Yeah. You know, and so, and that's all okay. And perhaps you can sit with that no and you'll come into peace with it in the timing that you're supposed to, but none of it is my responsibility, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. so I think I don't, I actually do not at all feel overburdened or overwhelmed by giving yeah. at all. Yes, um, I give what I can. And then I also feel really recharged by God. So I'm doing so much for myself. Like even when we talk about the self-care, yeah, that tool that I mentioned that you can get on Amazon, I got to share this online. It's this $5 tool. What I do, I get out of the bath. My body's hot and warm. I sit, I close my eyes. I listen to my body. What hurts? Mm -hmm. I send whatever is aching or hurting, love that moment. So I might get that little wooden tool and just start working my neck. Get one of the Mm gasha tools and just start, you know, a great thing to de-stress that everyone could do today. Use your fingers, pressure point in the center of where your jaw connects. Do you feel how it feels a little fleshy there? And you're kind of like, oh, I didn't even know that hurt. Yeah, and then go hurt. like this back and forth, really deeply, deep with you your fingers. Mess with my baby hair. Dear. <laughs> sorry, don't do stuff, don't <laughs> Stop so And I'm then good. stretch your mouth. Let it pop. That don't feel good. It will. Oh. It does. And when you stop, release. Woo! What right. does that mean if it hurts real bad? It means you gotta release. Ooh. Yeah. That's we hold that's so nice. much stress and tension here. Does it hurt you guys? And moments like that, just to, just to finish that piece off is how we report in ourselves so that we are replenished. You know, it's like, you're actually checking into your body, your stress points, you're checking into your spirit, your heart, and you're in tune with how much do I actually have to give that helps inform that. That really like, that hurts. Can I, okay. Hi. Hi. Um,
6: So I in today's world i feel like self-care is really siloed to activities mm-hmm. that are separate from daily practices mm. how can well what are your tips to kind of get that self-care mindset to, from silo to just reframing it to this is normal this yes. is an everyday thing mm-hmm. and it's not like a bath that we're doing or journaling or meditation, how can we fully integrate self-care into our lives where we're not even titling it self-care anymore?
5: I love that question. Thank you. It's it's about creating a daily practice, which is self-care. And so... My daily practice is meditation every day. It is journaling every day, but it's something, it's the container you're creating. And so I think if we can make everything a somewhat ritualized experience in some way, that's how we're actually giving ourselves care, tenderness, grace. We're training ourselves to also attract that from other people, attract that from different circumstances. And so, you know, when I talk about like creating that sacred container, What is that patch of time for each of you in the course of a day, Mm -hmm. whether it may be in the morning, my, my like daily practice self-care used to be a morning one. Now it's the evening one because that's just the natural flow of when I have the space to do that. But you say, is it an hour? I recommend everybody take an hour. You can find it. If you stop scrolling, if you Mm -hmm. stop binge watching, there is an hour available somewhere. Set the music and then you start listening to what do I need? What does my body need? My knees hurt. Maybe part of my self care is every day with lotion. I'm closing my eyes, listening to music, have some wine, and I'm just feeling my own body. I'm giving my own body release and pleasure. You know, um, I do take a bath pretty much four out of seven days a week. That for me is a mainstay of self care, not because it's like the kind on TV with the bubbles. So that's fly too. But yes. it's not, you know, it's not the bubbles and I'm just like, oh, Calgon, take, take me away, eyes. you know?
3: And also she washes the other days too. Cause I know that's the thing right now. You know, I want to make the sure daily. they know. No, no, no. I have a daily shower. The yes. bath is my self just care. to be clear. The bath isn't for cleansing. Don't y'all tweet that. I'll come after you. She's a little further advanced than me. I will come get you.
5: She's clean. But you know, for me, the bath, it's not about like, oh, I'm taking a bath. It's the salt is helping mm-hmm. my muscles it's pulling out stress it's pulling out impurities it's it's literally physically relaxing my muscles it's there's a scent in the water that's invoking my spirit yeah. there you know the warmth is giving me nourishment in all the areas that i need it and so i look at the bath not as like the let me take a bath it's really like all right I have to take my bath tonight. Yeah. I spend 20 minutes in there. That's part of my everyday way that I show up for myself and show up for my body. And so it's really creating, like, what am I intentional about? What are my needs actually? Mm-hmm. If I sit and I think about self-care, what is the kind that's performative? And what are my actual needs that don't have to be on Instagram? This is just yeah. me for me every single day.
6: Yeah. Thank you. So yeah, a little add-on mm-hmm. real quick. So it's about... Ritualizing your life. Yes. Essentially,
5: right? It's about allowing yourself to be the offering and creating all the ritual that supports you being the highest version of you each day and whatever that means. Thank you. Ah, that was such a great day. Oh, such a beautiful day. That was actually a wildly powerful day for me too. I ended up doing something um, that I can't share quite yet. But I did an incredible project um, soon after we recorded this. So that is coming soon, too. More info on that. Uh, don't forget, if you connected to this conversation, please share it with a friend. Let's open up this dialogue around how we friend, how we show up for ourselves, what we consider authenticity in our relationships and ourselves and the way that we move in the world. And um, yeah, drop this with a friend. Send this to. Send this to a friend that you are connected with right now. And for those that maybe lost touch with a few people and want to get reconnected, if that's on your heart, maybe use this as the entryway and send this to someone to reestablish some conversation, some connection, big love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me here in this sacred space. Namaste. 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 Hey, find me on social. Let's connect at Debbie Brown. That's Twitter and Instagram or go to my website, Debbie dot com. And if you're listening to this show on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and send this episode to a friend. Dropping Gems is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. It's produced by Jack Queese and me, Debbie Brown. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
4: side.